G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And joining me on the line right now is my good friend Bill Muhlenberg. How are you doing, brother? Hey, very well indeed. Now, I understand you're uh, heading off to Africa next week. Uh, Tell us about your trip. Yeah, I uh, won't be able to join you guys next week. Mm -hmm. I will be away. Um, I guess the interesting thing, and I need to write up an article about this, is in good measure my speaking trip in Africa is a result of uh, I had an African student in one of the Bible schools I taught at a long time ago, 15, 20 years ago. He seemed to have kept in touch and Mm -hmm. must have seemed to think I did all right, (laughs) because he uh, has been insisting, Bill, we have to get you over to speak here in Ghana. So that in another conference, it's all happening uh, later in about a week's time. And uh, so you never know the kind of impact you might have in your Christian ministry and where it might lead you uh, many years hence. Well, I've heard of amazing revival stories in Africa. There's a great move of God. Many people come into Christ, and they need good teaching and discipling in God's Word. So mm-hmm. let's uh, pray the Lord will use you as your, your minister over in Africa. And, uh, mate, there's some, some hot topics you've been tackling this week on your website. I, I love reading through your, your latest blogs and reading your articles. Uh, you've got a, an article you just posted called The Alphabet Activists Implode. Now, that's good news. Uh, Explain. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's actually the third of three uh, pieces I've just done on the the whole trans revolution, which is, you know, nobody five years ago was even talking about it. Now it's everywhere in your face and uh, quite a big worry indeed when you can tell a little girl or boy that if they feel like they're uh, the other sex, they can just go for it, complete with sex change operations, hormone therapy, the whole bit. Uh, so it's a real worry. <clears throat> so in this piece, I look at some of the infighting that has now erupted. I mean, there's a lot of different camps in the radical left, and a lot of them now are fighting each other. The, a lot of the feminists don't like the trans movement. A lot of the lesbians don't like the trans movement because they really feel it's well, it's erasing women. It's, you know, saying instead of there is such a thing as a legitimate real woman, now it's all just a social construct or a mental abstract. You can just choose to be whatever you want. And it seems that the good bulk of these trans experiments are moving from male to female. So now a lot of the really activist radicals on the left are quite upset uh, with the whole trans movement, that uh, women are being obliterated as we speak. So I thought, well, it's interesting when the far radical secular left implodes, uh, you know, wars amongst itself, kind of like reminds me of Jesus, and, you know, a house divided cannot stand. Well, it is absolutely fascinating, and uh, I remember first hearing about this years ago, and, you know, we talked about the safe schools program that they're trying to uh, get into every school in Australia, uh, teaching young people that they can choose their gender, and you know the it's uh, you know labelled as a safe schools program, which is meant to make things safe, but it's actually 
endangering our young people with this gender yeah. fluid ideology, which is just crazy. Uh, you know, you can choose which toilet you want to go to depending on how you feel like that day. You know, I mean, yep. it's it's really uh, uh, you know it's a slippery slope, isn't it, Bill? Oh, it is. I mean, it's uh, well, it's a danger to children, obviously, but it's a war on biology. I mean, it's like. You know, in fact, I think in that article we're discussing, I mentioned the issue of the law of gravity. I mean, if now life is all about how you simply uh, imagine yourself to be, well, I suppose if you imagine yourself to be a gravity-less being who can just float in midair, well, you know, you could try. But usually when you run up against reality, at some point there's going to be a crash. So if I were to... You know, imagine in my mind I'm I'm free of the law of gravity, climb a big tree and take a giant step. Well, reality is going to uh, hit and hit hard when I land at the bottom of the tree. And that's the same here. When we mess with reality, mess with biology, well, there's going to be a lot of damaged and hurt people, especially our children. There's a lot of cases now of trans regret. People who did transition and now realize, you know, that wasn't the answer to my problems. These were psychological, emotional, mental issues that needed to be dealt with, not mere physical changes to my body. You can never change a male to a female and vice versa. It's biologically impossible. So now a lot of people are saying, I, reg I regret this. I wish I never had done it. But all the push is to get people, especially children, to simply change their sex at will. Uh, but very little was done to help those who want to go back to the way they were. Mm. And, you know, it's a bit of a, a hot topic uh, in churches these days, Bill. Uh, mm. I don't know if I told you about this, but uh, do you remember about a month or so ago, Martin Niles was on 60 Minutes mm -hmm. and they were talking about gay conversion therapy. Do you remember that episode? Yep. yep. I don't know if you knew, Bill, but... Uh, they actually went undercover to That's the right. church I'm the pastor at. Did you know about that? Yes, yes. So they came into our church, and they uh, there was a guy that said he uh, wanted to. Uh, he was confused about his sexuality, and he wanted some counselling. You know, so yes. my associate pastors met with him a few times, had a coffee with him, and they were lovely. They cared for him, and they were yes. beautiful to him. Um, all the time, he had an undercover camera yes. filming it and trying to get them saying something nasty. And thankfully, they didn't say anything nasty. They were completely loving and beautiful yeah. to him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then 60 Minutes made out that we were running a gay conversion therapy uh, group in our church, which we, we were just running our midweek Bible study, and we invited the guy along, you know. That's right. Um, but you know what? Uh, and I got some advice. I, I asked uh, you know, a couple of legal people, should we you know, go, go up against 60 Minutes and Channel 9, and, and should we go to Channel 7 and try and expose the dodgy yeah. reporting that they did? Yeah. And you know what they said? There's really no point trying to do that because the whole media um, wow. will crucify you if you if you even mention, you know, because they'll just try and ask you what you believe on it, you know. And because the media is so far to the left, that's right. If you speak up about this, they'll just crucify you. Um, yeah. So uh, we we just decided, all right, we'll just remain humble. We'll just keep doing what we're doing, loving people, caring for people, and praying for people who do really want to. Uh, get back to the original way that God created them. You know, it's a, mm -hmm. it, but it's a minefield, isn't it, Bill? No, oh, sure is. Mm. Uh, it's huge. In fact, in my second most recent piece, I wrote about what's now a very famous case in America, where uh, a couple, a husband and wife, have split up. Uh, a seven-year-old child is being pushed strongly by the mother, the ex-wife, to become a female. Uh. 
the dad, of course, is uh, dead set against this, and it turns out now the mother isn't even the biological mother of this seven-year-old boy. But every time the boy's around the mom, she's pushing him like mad to go into this trans direction when he's with his father. He's quite, you know, doesn't want anything to do with wearing a dress or pretending he's a girl. So it's been a huge case. A jury has just ruled on it. A judge has said, uh, well, it's uh, as is often the case, it's the mother who will get a custody and they have the last word. But now even the Texas governor, who's a conservative and I think a Christian, has weighed into this battle as well, saying, wait a minute here, this is not on. This is really child abuse when you forcibly push a confused young seven-year-old into becoming, which, again, you can't become. It is impossible to try to become a member of the opposite sex. So it's really uh, become a major case there in the U.S., but we'd have similar things happening here, and this whole trans experiment is really a radical experiment which is uh, at war with children, at war with women, at war with society. And it's just the natural outcome of the radical homosexual agenda. Many of us have been warning about this for years and years. Of course, the warnings fall on deaf ears. And now, when it's almost too late, we almost have to say, well, we did tell you so. We did try to warn you, but we have to keep fighting this for the sake of our children, for the sake of our faith and freedom. We have to still be on top of this. Well, it's great that you've written a few blogs on this. There's another one I noticed there about the ongoing war against women in sport. Some good blogs worth reading if you're interested in that subject. Another topic that you've tackled, Bill, is difficult Bible passages, in particular Colossians 2 verse 8. Uh, Tell us about this one, mate. Yeah, well, look, I've got a series now of well over 50 such articles looking at passages that are either a bit difficult or at least can easily be twisted and abused and misused. And sadly, this Colossians passage is a classic case in point. In it, Paul does warn about not being uh, led astray by human philosophy and so on. So, of course, many Christians uh, take that to mean we should have nothing to do whatsoever with Well, the word itself simply means the love of wisdom. That's all philosophy is. So you can have great Christian philosophers over the ages, Aquinas and Augustine and Anselm, for example, uh, and you can have worldly secular philosophers as well, sure. So we as Christians have to be careful, but some people will take a passage like that and well, go to extremes. Not only should we have nothing to do with any of human learning and wisdom and philosophy, but some of them even go so far as to say, I don't listen to any mere man. I won't read their books. I won't, you know. Uh, And the funny thing is, they'll come and attack me at my website. You know, I'm a Bible believer only. I don't want any of this stuff. And then they'll quote other mere men (laughs) to make their point or They won't get it as they're telling me, right, that we shouldn't have anything to do with men. I have to point out to them, um, yeah, but you're a man. You're trying to tell me that you're right and I'm wrong. So if you really believed what you said, you wouldn't even be wasting your breath talking to me. You know, just read the Bible, forget about human teachers, forget about preachers, the whole bit. So it's one of those passages, again, uh, we have to be careful. We can misuse it and uh, go off on a, you know, as 
dangerous a tangent in one direction as the other. So as always, the, the life of the Christian has got a bit of a biblical balance required. And I like your comment you make in, in your blog there, Bill. It says, if a resolute atheist states that 2 plus 2 equals 4, he is speaking the truth, and we can agree with it. If pagan philosophers like Aristotle or Plato speak truth in various areas, we can agree with it. Sure, if they speak lies or errors, we reject those or seek to correct them. Uh, we need to be very careful uh, not to just write people off completely because they have a different worldview than us, don't, don't we? Oh, that's right. I mm. mean, it's the old principle, all truth is God's truth. Mm. Guess what? Non-Christians can and do sometimes have truth. Uh, the obvious one, right? If you got an atheist teacher, as you just said, teaching two plus two is four in the classroom, oh, guess what? Even though he's an atheist and he's got it wrong about God, he's got it right on mathematics. Mm. The same with some of these great thinkers over the years. Sometimes they have a lot of truth. Uh, you think of an obvious candidate today, uh, Jordan Peterson, the Canadian psychologist, has so much truth helping so many people. He's not yet, as far as I can tell, a Christian, so we need to pray that he becomes a Christian. But so much of what he's saying is true and has been helping especially a lot of young men. So, uh, you know, we can take truth wherever we find it. We don't have to dismiss everybody and everything just because they're not 100% Christian like we are. God can sometimes speak even through non-Christians. Mm, absolutely. Well, Bill, it's always a pleasure to catch up, and I encourage people to check out these blogs. That one we're talking about there is called Difficult Bible Passages, looking at Colossians 2, verse 8. Uh, it's a good one to check out. Also, the other blogs that we mentioned uh, on the alphabet, activists imploding, also uh, the ongoing war against women in sport and transanity. So many good blogs you've been writing there. People can find out more at BillMuhlenberg.com or CultureWatch. Is it CultureWatch.com.au or just .com? Uh, just uh, .com, but yep. uh, either one will get you there. Okay. You're also on Facebook. You're not in Facebook jail at the moment. You're still out? <laughs> still free That's at good. the moment. And I'll be looking forward to uh, hearing about how your trip in Africa goes, mate. May the Lord bless you, and uh, we pray many lives will be impacted on your trip next week, mate. God bless. Many thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 